Mabuhay! My name is Fred Doc Dossel with Mabuhay Credit Union, and it's my pleasure and my privilege to welcome you all back to another episode of Mabuhay Community Corner. Here with me today is a talented Filipino artist, Eliseo Art Silva, uh, to talk about the artwork that we have here at the Credit Union, Philippine Masters Collection. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Eliseo. How are you doing today? Thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to uh, to be here with you today. It's, it's definitely our pleasure. Now, you talk about your accidental detour to the U.S. Do you mind sharing with us a little bit about your, your story as an artist? and you know where that's taken you hey thanks for that question um like other uh, filipino migrants it's uh through my mom that we got here to the united states but uh, unlike the others it took us 14 years before we got the visa on our hands so you could just imagine it was a big surprise and we never planned to be in america so in a way it was accidental that we came here one reason is because among the uh siblings i'm the oldest i was gonna turn 18 in a few months and my parents wanted the whole family to to go to the United States after we got hold of the visa. But unfortunately for me, I was set in the Philippines. I finished high school. I was proud to say that I, I, I earned a, a top honors in my school and I was set for a scholarship in any art school I want. And I had collectors already of my work. And so all of that trajectory was disrupted. So I told my father, I would come on one condition. Uh, if I get accepted in art school, I, I will I will come. So I did. I didn't get accepted uh, applying, you know, in the Philippines. And, and so I had no other reason not to go. So I did go. When I got to the United States, I said uh, to myself, I'm only going to give myself up to my Bachelor's of Fine Arts. In 1995, I was supposed to receive my BFA and return to the Philippines. But before that, um, I got this amazing commission. It's like a, a game changer for me. And it's the Filipino mural of LA. And it's not just any ordinary mural because it's a building-sized wall. And I had no plans of doing anything like that. And also, I got into this Getty internship program. I was a Getty intern. I was the second batch. The first batch was right after the riot. It was created to respond to the riots. They wanted to play people of color in arts management. And I was placed in a social and public art resource center. So we got to do this mural and it opened up a whole world to me. Something invigorated my, my narrative, especially with the Filipino-American side. The first hero I encountered in LA was Helen Brown and she was was my inspiration and eventually became the champion of the mural because she was the one selected to to break the tie when she uh, when they had to uh, argue with the uh, in front of jurors why that mural design needs to be the mural on the wall the other is Larry Itliong you know when I did uh, the mural nobody heard of Larry Itliong this was 25 years ago everybody was championing Philip Veracruz because he lived longer he just passed away in 1994 his book came out the same year 1994 so in fact the other design featured Philip Veracruz is the most prominent figure. Doesn't have any Larry Itleon. What I did was when Uncle Roy Morales introduced me to Larry Itleon, his story, I was intrigued. And I was trying to figure out who should be the main person in the mural. So I had I went to Delano. I interviewed the last uh, remaining. I should have, you know, at that time there was, you know, Instagram wasn't popular. There wasn't a lot of like, you know, popular, uh, you know, ways to document things. But anyway, I did interview them and I found out that Larry Itleon is the man. He's the he's our hero. He's their hero. And so I made it 
made sure that mural is Larry Itlion's story. That mural, I didn't realize that was actually so pivotal in your, not just personal, but also your professional career. But needless to say, Gintong Kasaysayan, Gintong Kayamanan is definitely the artwork that when people come to historic Filipino town, that's the landmark, right? You shared a little bit about the genesis of that, but uh, you talk about Larry Itliang full of Veracruz, but in really that massive mural, that's basically the history, not just of Phil Amps, mm-hmm. but of Filipino, Filipinos from the Philippines. Yes, yes. Right? So it's, I saw it as a gateway to all the stories. We need Everyone needs a hero, uh, someone that, that will be an icon so that the non-Filipinos will be able to access our story and identify with it because he is the one who wrote a major chapter in American history. And in fact, our mural uh, had a formal dedication in June 24, which is only four months from the time I finished it. It wasn't enough. So only halfway done and it took me another four months. So instead of scheduling our unveiling on the 18th, but I decided to celebrate the unveiling on his birthday, which is the 25th. But you know, the Saturday was the 21st. So that's technically the first Larry Itliong day. It's important we are able to tell our story not just through one individual but the story behind that individual because tokenism will reduce or minimize our story and what what is important is to give a story uh, behind our icon all the way to the philippines you know not just filipino americans uh that's that's usually a, a mis uh, an oversight they talk about itliong and the coachella valley strike it doesn't go all the way to watsonville riots because in a way watsonville riots from uh 1929 it, uh i think it, it it was a couple of days it had a martyr firm in Tabora and it spread throughout California it gave the urgency for Filipinos to organize in labor galvanize unions them. Right. galvanize them so that's our story and Leon is the the culmination of that story and it ended up with him organizing FAPA with the you know, Filipino American Political Association and building a tiny village for the retirement home for the Manong so that's 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 an, our entire story through Itliong we were the first one to champion that Filipinos were integral to the labor movement especially to the Delano Grape Strike oh absolutely so this mural did that for the first time that's why when the Smithsonian included it in their traveling exhibition for the centennial of Filipino migration they, they described it as a, as a bold statement because I really did make that big jump because during that time when I did the design nobody was talking about Itliong but the way I portrayed him I mean I mean, I did not portray him like blatantly like the most important if you look at the mural it looks like Philip Veracruz's right but if you see it close, close enough you, you will see that he's behind Itliong literally Itliong's in front of him and above Itliong is a babaylan with a candle above his head pointing to, to him as the most important the reason why I put Philip as the most prominent he's kind of like a visual anchor to Filipinos because they expect Philip to be the main friend figure even though he's not the main figure in the mural so it's like a diversion right uh the other thing is that most non-filipinos think cesar chavez uh is the main figure and i made him look like cesar chavez he's closer to cesar chavez's features i made it i made his face a little bit more wider um so i even played around with uh, larry itliong's portrait made him look like mr t <laughs> you know with the, yeah. with the, with the, mohawk. the mohawk so yeah. this is part of making it art because it's not direct it's meant to be to shift meaning that's what that's what i brought into the language of murals is to create art because in art it opens up the visual narrative to others and then elevates all of us because if it's didactic we minimize it to a certain audience and the the message is also muted but if you open it up it brings everybody together and they have their own takeaway from it as far as historic filipino town in downtown los angeles 
your mural really kind of anchors the neighborhood together. Now, you mentioned that the city of Carson does celebrate Ari Itliang Day, and, and actually you have two of your uh, pieces here in the city. So we have the Roots and Wings on Main Street, yes, yes. and then you have Manifest Destiny at Cal State Dominguez. Uh, you want to share a little bit about uh, yeah actually I, would, I really have to thank carson community because if you think about it the mural is the only filipino mural i did in la and but you know here in, in in carson i could i get to do three more i mean they're not exactly filipino murals but they're they have filipino uh aspects to it the second mural i did right after the one in la is the carson mural the roots and wings so that mm-hmm. was 1996 so that was my immediate follow-up, which okay. gave me the reason to stay. I didn't plan to stay for 25 years, you know. <laughs> Eventually, everything kind of like led to each other. Because as an artist, you work with intuition. That's what right. you call your inner voice. And that's how art works. Because that's what makes us human. To listen to what's invisible and, and what's felt as, as opposed to what you see. And that the goal of an artist is to bring it out, right? That's why it elevates us being human beings. Roots and Wings was technically a first mural of Carson, a first public art mural. It me- it was meant to elevate the multicultural com- uh, community and neighborhoods of Carson in one mural. So the idea of Roots and Wings is you can only acquire wings if you're rooted in your own culture. Yes. And in the same vein, uh, when the 50th anniversary of uh, Calcite Dominguez Hills arrived, they looked for a muralist and they found me to do it. I taught a class there. And uh, that mural was based on a text. Yeah, it's a text-based mural. It's, it's Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States, mm-hmm. which is basically the story of uh, people of color in the United States. So it's the other history that's not documented in history books. Because you know, history books control the present and the future. It was written by people who wants to control, not the ones that are being controlled. So the idea of manifest destiny was reversed to manifest diversity. And in that narrative, I championed the Filipino-American war. Some people believe, and I do believe, it ended manifest destiny. Our resistance to imperialism discouraged uh, future wars of invasion in Asia. It ended uh, manifest des- destiny. I always wanted to, feel, to, to, to champion the, the Filipino story as a protagonist of the American narrative. Uh, and not reduce it to what we always say in the Philippines. You know, how do you, what's the Filipino experience? It could be reduced to like uh, 300 years in a Spanish convent and 50 years in Hollywood. So what does that mean? That our protagonist is not us. <laughs> we are framed by the Spanish and the American narrative. It's never about us. So that's why we, we are denying ourselves all this history from that perspective and in that way, we're minimizing our potential. All I'm doing is trying to shift the lens, shift the camera to us, and, and see it from what we achieved, and then build up from there. Because we did achieve a lot. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. And, and yeah. That's, what we, well, that's what we should elevate in value. Because ultimately, my goal from Manifest Destiny to Roots and Wings to uh, uh, Glorious History Golden Legacy is... Uh, to make our narrative, our Filipino story. I mean, what is Filipino identity? It's the story, right? It's not one thing. It's not monolithic. So that's amazing that there's really a significant role that an artist holds on their shoulders when they're doing their craft. We here at Mabuhay Credit Union, we're extremely proud and honored uh, to have the Philippine Masters Collection at our office here in Carson. We always brag about 
the fact that we really are a community organization that just so happens to deal with finance. Your art pieces here really gives us, obviously, a sense of art, but history, culture, and education. Now, you want to touch on each of these panels here. In the first office, we have the Luzonian Legacies. You want to talk a little bit about some of the, you know, the, the details uh, of this piece? The message I wanted to bring with Luzonian Legacies is that the uh, golden age of the Philippines uh, began uh, not just in the pre-colonial, but also uh, it continued to the uh, Spanish era. We were called the Pearl of the Orient. Mm -hmm. And it was in 1820s it started because that's when Philippine art began. And uh, although Damian Domingo is not honored there, it's... Jose Lozano, it was Domian Domingo on the second panel, which is the Visayas uh, legacy, um, who started this art school and they Filipinized miniature painting. Jose Lozano is one of those that came out of that uh, movement to Filipinize art. And so you could tell it's a golden age because people have been commissioning art. And that was also a result of the 250-year Manila Galleons, which is also a part of the what I depicted in the Luzonian legacies. And so that golden age, uh, we became the first to connect countries and continents together to the galleon trade. Yes. And we don't even have galleons in Manila uh, intramuros, you know. Uh, and that's something hopefully we'll be able to do to tell our story because we don't tell that golden age, mm -hmm. you know. And why would the world come to us if we don't know how to tell our golden age? I mean, most, most tourists come to parts of the world because they want to learn about their highest achievement, their golden age. Moving on to the next panel, I continued with the same narrative of elevating and reminding us about the achievements of pre-colonial and the Spanish golden age. And with this one, I, I focused on the uh, Manungul jar um, as a artifact from the pre-colonial because that was found in Palawan. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, artist is Damian Domingo, who is the father of Philippine art. And I, I've, I highlighted uh, a Filipino Bahay ng Maginoo, which is a palatial structure made of wood, which actually was the model for the Manila village structures, the houses on stilts. They're not made of kubo or baskets. It's made of wood <laughs> on stilts. So that's the Filipino-American 18th century legacy to the United States. And that's actually in the mural, the Manila, St. Malo, which is yes, uh, the oldest settlement, uh, settlement prior to uh, Manila Village, which came about three years later. The third one, Mindanao Maharlikans, mm -hmm. uh, focuses on the Golden Tara and reminds us that the, before the Philippines, there was a Kingdom of Butuan. The Kingdom of Butuan was the most developed Philippine kingdom, indigenous kingdom. And in fact, they traded all the way to Turkey and um, all over Asia. And so I had a golden tara as a, as a reminder of the Kingdom of Butuan. And Simone Flore, one of the Filipino masters, depicted one of her his image of a Filipina, uh, made her into a uh, some kind of a representation of a nurse who heals. And, and this panel kind of uh, honors the Filipina nurse who's like the frontliners in our current pandemic. That's true. But pre yeah. previously, uh, before 1965, it was the Filipino farmers, farm workers, now is the frontliners are the uh, nurses. Now for those, uh, the, the uninitiated out there, those three panels does represent a specific island group uh, in the Philippines. So again, that's Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao. Uh, and uh, the this massive piece in our conference room, it's 12, 12 feet by six feet. This is the Mabuhay Ang Republika ng Pilipinas. 
Now, I know you mentioned earlier that this is in the style of Luna uh, with a spolarium here. Um, talk about uh, you know some of the details of Mabuhay and Republic. Okay, the title came from the, the final exaltation and call to arms that our ancestors shouted after the Declaration, the declaration of Independence was read. I know a lot of us celebrate Independence Day, but not many of us really are aware how significant that was. Because most of us kind of uh, shove it aside as being a minimal event because in 1946 is when America granted, supposed to be granted as independence, but 1946 was not really Independence Day. That was a recognition of America, of Philippine independence. Freedom is never theirs to give us. Freedom is ours to declare. You know, we, we own that freedom and we, we gained it in 1898. And what June 12, 1898 was, was a launching of the Filipinization movement, which meant that we are going to make everything Filipino. We're going to make all uh, connect to us and make us the main event, make us the main protagonist or subject in our own history, in our own country, so that we become the Bida, <laughs> right? <laughs> of course, we became the Bida first with one Luna's triumph and Hidalgo's uh, silver medal, uh, Luna winning the gold in 1898. So... It reminds us how we began uh, as a Filipino nation. Uh, our story began in 1884 with Luna's triumph and climaxed with uh, June 12, 1898. And our symbols, the flag, the anthem, were all launched. And, and they all declared their support for the war. That is Independence Day. That is what makes our story uh, Filipino. And we have to remind ourselves of that. So that, that's, what, that's what the purpose is of all the Philippine masters, to remind us that we achieved a golden age. We earned that seat at the table. We played the world role and we made the Filipino story a protagonist. In fact, it ended Manifest Destiny and inspired other Asian revolutions. And so we can do it again. Well, definitely thank you so much, Eliseo, for, uh, for enlightening our audience about the value of art not just in you know society in general, but also the artwork that we have here at Mabuhay Credit Union. If you haven't done so yet, please be sure to subscribe to all of our social media accounts. It's very simple. It's simply at Mabuhay CU. That's the S at sign M-A-B-U-H-A-Y-C-U. In closing, allow me to share with you today's penny for your thoughts. And this, these are actually words from our uh, our guest here today. Art is a progenitor of civilization. Artists elevate to give everyone a seat at the table. My name again is Fred Jock Dossel for Mabuhay Community Corner. Salamat and Mabuhay. <laughs>